Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Hello again. Another very full but fantastic week for the Feel Good Family. Yeah, well, they always are full and fantastic, I think. But this one, a little bit different, a little bit of mixed emotions, I think, leaving the Outback. We've had such an amazing time out here in Outback, New South Wales. Yeah, it really has connected with us and not only the place, but certainly the people as well. Yeah, definitely. That uh, that red dirt kind of gets under your skin, doesn't it, and into <laughs> your heart a little bit. And all through the caravan. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Everywhere. Oh, my goodness. That's a hot tip. If you are headed to the outback, (laughs) be prepared for red dirt everywhere. (laughs) So the morning that we left Broken Hill, a very rare event occurred. It started to rain. That's right. And just further north of Broken Hill, up in Channel Country, up towards where we were hoping to be headed, uh, Tibberborough and Cameron Corner, where Queensland, New South Wales and the South Australian borders unite, they got hammered with rain. Mm -hmm. Over the weekend, uh, there was that huge weather event on the east coast of Australia and a lot of New South Wales also copped a beating from the weather and out there in the outback, what did you say, Paul? Those guys got like 140 mil of rain yeah. over the weekend, which just opened up Channel Country, and we had many locals warning us, don't do not do it. They're predicting rain, guys. You don't want to go up there. You might not come back. <laughs> That's well, for right. a while anyway. Yeah, you'd be stuck out there for three or four weeks, and uh, it is good to heed the advice of the locals. They're normally pretty right with their weather dog forecasts, aren't they? Yeah, I'd say so. Probably more accurate than uh, many of the apps that we've got on our iPhones. <laughs> than Siri, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you do when you can't go north? You head south. Which is exactly what we did. And so we made a beeline for Wentworth, which is about 300 kilometres south of Broken Hill. Quite a, an easy drive as well. Yeah, it is. It uh, it actually brings our kilometres for our lap year to date to almost 2,200 kilometres. And it took us about four and a half hours. We took it fairly easy at Mm. first because the roads were quite slippery. Uh, And then a couple of stops later, Wentworth is on the New South Wales side of the Murray River and about 30 kilometres up the road from Mildura, Yeah, and something really special happens in Wentworth where the mighty Murray meets the Darling, two of Australia's great rivers. Gee, I really loved researching this because I didn't know too much about the area before we got there, but reading up on both of these rivers, there's some pretty cool facts. And something really cool that we got to continue was catching up with Floaty who was a little boat that we created for Jasper, and he got to release that back in episode 76 in Kalani in Queensland, where the head of the Condamine actually starts this river system, the longest river system in Australia. It continues on down through the Boulogne River, 
then into the Darling, onto the Murray, eventually all the way to the Great Australian Bight. So that was pretty exciting for him to uh, catch up with little Floaty again. Yeah, what are the chances that Floaty (laughs) timed it perfectly to be floating along past us at the confluence of where the Murray and the Darling meet? It is a really special place. And and as you said, Katie, so many unbelievable statistics. Uh, The one that you gave us that I found the most amazing is that it is the third longest navigable river in the world. Yeah, that's right. The Murray behind the Amazon and the Nile. (laughs) How cool is that? I mean, the Darling too is Australia's third longest river. So both of these rivers are quite incredible. They really are the lifeblood of the areas that they flow through and they provide water to one and a half million people in their catchment area. So super, super important part of the ecosystem, not only for, you know, the wildlife and the animals, but also for us humans who populate these areas as well. Yeah. Interestingly, when we were uh, at our last accommodation point, which was the Camel Farm in Silverton, out past Broken Hill, I got to speak to Duncan, the owner there, and uh, I said to him, where do you get your water from out here in the middle of the desert? And he said, well, this actually is piped all the way from the Murray River. Mm, Incredible. It is. And so the agricultural benefit that the Murray provides is uh, epic. Yeah, it sure is. And gee, it's an amazingly beautiful river. Being able to witness where these two great rivers meet was quite special actually and there is a natural island that occurs right at the confluence point of these rivers called Junction Island that we were able to walk over onto and there's a great trail a couple of kilometres very easy walking right to the tip of Junction Island so you can basically stand at the exact point that these two incredible rivers meet. Yes, and look, we will uh, just put a little side note in here uh, as, a, as a point of respect and acknowledgement that unfortunately Junction Island uh, had a severe fire rip across the entire island uh, just on this weekend past and uh, we're uh, a bit unsure of the the extent of the damage, but from what we could see on the ABC report and the news is that it um, it has pretty well destroyed the entire island. Uh, so I guess two parts here. We feel very fortunate that we got to experience it with Jasper and, and see the history uh, that is displayed uh, naturally and also written through the interpretation boards all across the island, uh, particularly about the Aboriginal history, mm. the scar trees, uh, the way that this island was used to really create uh, an incredible opportunity for cultures throughout time. And uh, to think that it's completely burnt down, there wasn't a cause at this point. Uh, look, it had been incredibly hot while we were there. So, look, who knows? We just uh, hope that the community can uh, recover and hopefully their their island can rejuvenate quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nature is incredible. And so we all know that after a bushfire comes incredible regrowth Mm. Uh, but yeah it is quite surreal to think that we were only just there and we captured 
beautiful footage of Jasper running, as he does, Jasper runs around Australia, of Mm. him running through the reeds and along the trail and getting to that meeting point. So, yeah, we're definitely thinking of everybody in Wentworth because it is a really special place. Mm, Yes, a place of significance for, for Australia and for Australians. Okay, so after we finished on Junction Island, we decided to stay fairly local. In fact, we set up camp at a place just alongside the Murray, although not on the Murray River, called Curlwa Caravan Park. Yeah, almost a a little hidden gem tucked away. And this was a great spot, the the grass. And look, I have to say, coming in from the outback and spending four weeks basically camping on that red, beautiful, rich red dirt, coming into a caravan park and seeing nothing but lush, cushy, you know, what's that kind of grass that you stand on it and you almost sink a little bit and you, it feels like you're on a trampoline? It was amazing. It really was. And we met a few campers either side of us, actually, that all commented that they are now regulars, but that the park was not always in this condition. In fact, it had a bit of a a bad name in, in previous years. But the new managers, owner-operators, Rick and Margot, had done uh, an exceptional job in in bringing it up to uh, the current condition, and uh, I mean, there's a beautiful pool area. There's your normal camp kitchen with you know large TV screens and uh, washer dryer and a little shop on site as well. So they've got unpowered sites. They've got powered sites. They've got future plans to refurbish some of the cabins that they have on site. So a really great overnighter. Yeah, definitely. And I love the community feel here. So whilst we were only in and out, we did have the opportunity to catch up with Rick and Margot and also uh, our neighbours who were camping either side of us when we were invited to join them for a campfire and some dinner on the barbie, which was just so lovely and a great way, as always, to connect with new people, share stories, listen to other people's travels. Jasper loved it. He entertained everybody. He got to run Run around on that gorgeous green grass. Look, it's only happened uh, a couple of times in our 18 months on the road, uh, but it is a really special moment when the owner operators will walk around the park around 4 pm and just make sure everyone's good and do an invitation to a, a communal gathering around the fire pit later. And, that, you know, we just think that's such a brilliant idea to connect people and to really build community. So, yeah, it was a, a great experience for us all. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we left Curlwa, and again, one of the shortest drive days that we would have, only 28 kilometres up the road to uh, a suburb of Mildura called Baronga, which is actually on the New South Wales side of the Murray River. And we very fortunately got to catch up with a a, a friend who has a, a property there on the Murray and have, in effect, our own massive free camp site. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't this amazing? I mean, this river, I think I've already said it in this podcast, but the Murray is just incredible. And to be able to pull the van up right on the foreshore of the river and free camp was just fantastic. Yeah, look, uh, it is the couple of weeks over Easter and their expectation was to see around 8,000 campers free camping along the banks of the Murray. 
And we were watching people throughout that week prior to Easter arriving and finding their little slice of heaven. Because it is so long and there is so much space, I mean, it's hard to imagine 8,000 campers, but there is still room for everyone. That really blew me away. We had the opportunity to get out on the river in the boat and really go for a, a, a a long journey up the river and the amount of space that there is. Yes, there were so many people out there camping and we hear that the majority of them are locals from, you know, the adjoining areas who come and stay and play on this river. But there was still so much space and I just could not get over, you know, how much free camping opportunity there was. Yes, and to consider that you know, every other person has got a, a wakeboard boat or a speed boat or some form of watercraft out there, kayaks, canoes, fishing boats, you name it. Uh, it there was still space. I mean, the river is that mighty, <laughs> literally, that mm. uh, it, there's room for all the paddle steamers and all the tourist all the operators. houseboats as well. I mean, the houseboats are absolutely incredible and of varying scale and and, uh, you know, I guess flashiness as well. Yeah, it was fascinating. There was never a dull moment on that Murray. And I think that's what makes it so exciting to be camping on it as well. You know, even if you don't have your own boat to be out on it, but being able to witness the action that takes place every single day and night. We were so fortunate to have those paddle steamers chugging up, doing their nightly tours past our campsite. And it was so lovely just to hear the sound of that. Jasper Mm. said it sounded like a train on the water and that's exactly what it sounded Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, it is a a beautiful environment. Uh, Then, of course, all of the the natural bird life and Oh, and the sunsets. Oh, my Incredible. Word. In fact, uh, the sunset that we captured here on the banks of the Murray uh, to date would have to be the best that we've actually uh, seen live and, and also then captured. It is absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, for sure. Um, amazing. Okay, so the other thing about Mildura during this Easter week or two of celebrations that they do have is that they have a festival called Show and Shine. Yeah, I love this. It kind of makes me think of when we were kids and you'd go to school and you had what is called show and tell and you'd take oh, your most prized possession in and share it with your classmates. <laughs> this is exactly what Show and Shine was or just on a much more grand scale. Yes, Jasper said, Dad, this is like Hot Wheels for real life. For real life, (laughs) Dad. Uh, I think that's a little saying he got off Bluey, that Australian uh, ABC cartoon character show that he loves. So we headed in there. Uh, I mean, the weather varied across the entire week and a half that we were in town between 30 degrees and 34 degrees every day. Brilliant blue skies. Uh, I mean... You couldn't have really got better weather. Oh, that's a great point, Paul. This Sunraysia region actually gets more sunshine than the Sunshine State, than the Sunshine Coast, something like 290-something days of beautiful blue sky and sunshine every year. 
Yeah, which uh, really leads into why it is such a good agricultural area, particularly for wine grape growers, which we will get to next week, Ooh. actually. We had a, a quite an awesome experience uh, there as well. Okay, so the Show and Shine is a really a showcase of every type of powered craft. So anything from... The touring cars, classic cars, vintage cars, custom cars, dirt bikes, sidecars, motocross bikes, uh, and there was even opportunity for the kids or, you know, the bigger kids, the super fans, to meet riders and drivers that were alongside their vehicles. They let kids climb all over them. I was, I was blown away with that. Uh, I mean, there were speedboats there that uh, – cost a million dollars and uh, people were allowed to get selfies and it was all very open, open-aired and and a really good family-friendly and, uh, and safe environment. Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. I really loved walking around and, and seeing all of these incredible vehicles and you're right, it was definitely a family-friendly event. Who knew that Mildura was so famous for its motorsports both on and off the water yeah look we we asked quite a few people why is it known as the home of powered sports you know and motorsports and everyone said oh don't really know it's just been that way for as long as we can remember we thought it may have something to do with the fact that they're 400 kilometers to adelaide 500 kilometers to melbourne a thousand kilometers to sydney so they're kind of you know a good central point for a lot of these major cities to actually all gather. And because of the Murray, what better place to find a playground that everyone can enjoy? Yeah, well, it's absolutely beautiful and definitely a spot worth visiting if you are in that lower region of New South Wales or that higher region of Victoria. Look, the only thing that I haven't been able to secure to date is a Murray cod. (laughs) <laughs> in fact, we had a a comment on YouTube from Big Kev, if you're out there listening, Big Kev, thanks for this one. He said, Paul, you've got more chance of catching a Murray log than you have of a Murray cod. <laughs> the uh, elusive Murray cod. So anyway, we, we're going to try our, our luck again next week. I love it, babe. I think you need to get a fishing rod first. That would probably be a logical first step. Yes, that's right. It reminds me of the guy <laughs> who wants to win the lotto and the booming voice says to him, buy a ticket. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I do have to buy a fishing rod. That's a good point. Yeah. And then find someone who can actually show me. and uh, The secret spots. Yes, exactly. So the, the last part of our week involved uh, a wish coming true for me. <laughs> Yes, we, we've been talking about a suspension upgrade to the Hilux for some time and uh, amazingly the team at Mildura 4x4 uh, were able to shuffle some customers around, as he put it, to fit us in right before Easter to get an Old Man Emu ARB suspension upgrade to the Hilux. It was $2,600. It was front and rear suspension. We ended up with 600 kilogram constant leafs on the back. We're going to give that a really good run to see if that's too much. Uh, It does mean that it allows us to also get a GVM upgrade, which will come up in, in a little while once we get to Adelaide, because I have to see a particular 
engineer down there so that he can sign it off as we have Queensland plates. Total another story, so we'll get to that. But I'm, I am excited because it is something that uh, I felt needed to be done to give us a straighter driving line and feel better just towing the van uh, behind the Hilux. So fingers crossed this is going to do the job and um, it'll actually, yeah, make the journey and the, the driving experience a lot safer but also a lot more comfortable for us all. Yeah, awesome. Uh, great service down there too and, and brilliant that they were able to fit us in at such a busy time of year and so happy you had your wish come true, Dale. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's going to be um, a much better experience. So excited to really get out there now and give the van a, a good tow and see see how it feels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the really interesting thing about Mildura is that it's still a metropolitan city uh, or town that has everything that you'd want in a larger city. It's only 130 kilometres up the road to Mungo National Park and the rich history and culture there. Mungo man, Mungo woman. Have a Google of those guys and check that out. So you've got the best of both worlds. You've got the outback just there and then you've got the vibrant river life that the Murray brings to Mildura, you know, all within easy driving distance. And uh, to be able to experience all of that in one region is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And it was a great place for us to park up for the couple of weeks over Easter and really get to experience that, you know, that metropolitan city lifestyle that you mentioned, Paul, but also, as we have done in the past, have the opportunity to go out and experience Slightly further afield. Yes, I think that is what makes it just so unique and, and such an enjoyable environment to be in. Yeah, you're right. And that, that sunshine and those blue skies were just fantastic. <laughs> okay, so next week we're going to continue our adventures along the Mighty Murray and the Mildura and Sunraysia region. And we're going to be catching up with a, a good friend of ours who is a wine grape grower. In fact, he's one of the most successful wine producers in Australia uh, and quite a character so we'll look forward to sharing a little bit more about that. For now we hope that you have a wonderful week. Dream big, look after yourself, look after your family and happy trails. Yeah.